0: Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. I'm Lars Samara. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus. It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post Christian culture.
1: a very special halloween episode Ooh. for you real life
0: dating horror stories <laughs> disclaimer these are stories that we mined from the internet and will definitely have some inappropriate material for your children so if you listen to this podcast with your children don't do it with this episode <laughs> <laughs> because among many other things these are also from tinder enough said right so that being said, to get started, Mary Ashley, why don't you uh, set it up for us? We are we are also drinking wine for this very special episode. Trusty Malbec. Yep. Yep. All right. We have 13... 13 Lucky cheap. number thirteen <laughs> to bring to you today. So the famous chef.
1: Tinder date with a quote-unquote famous chef, where I was taken to a dive bar, where he promptly started talking about how famous he was. We drank and watched sports. He proceeded to tell me, you're cute. And this eventually went to, I am going to make you bleed. He then invited one of his friends to come along. I went outside and he came up to kiss me. I was drunk, so I kissed back. Eventually, he proceeded to tell me how he was, quote, being charged with battering his ex-girlfriend, but totally didn't do it. Of course not. (laughs) Eventually, when it came time to pay the bill, he lost his wallet. Of course, I get stuck with it. I'll pay you back. Needless to say, I never got a payment. Then he leaned up against me. I thought he was trying to kiss me again, but I looked down, and he was peeing on me. In the street. Peeing. On. Me. Uh. I swiftly, being too inebriated to drive, went and got myself a hotel room and a hot shower. Never again.
0: Never again. Oh, man. Well, that's a crazy first one to start out with. Here's number two. (laughs) Vomiting girl. So... Obviously, this is from a guy's perspective. Perspective. I met this girl over Tinder. Things were going nicely, so we met up for coffee. I'd been on a few Tinder dates before, and it's awkward when two people meet in such a context, but with this girl in particular, we got along almost instantly. We had things in common. Conversation was easy. It was nice. At one point, she set down her coffee as I was talking, and she brushed her hair to the side and looked me straight in the eye. She smiled. I smiled back. As I continued to talk, I went to pull my phone out of my pocket to show her something. I guess she didn't realize I could totally see her, but she took my looking down as an opportunity to quickly and purposefully shove her fingers down her throat to trigger her gag reflex. Four seconds later, I'm drenched in this girl's vomit from head to toe. I'm sitting there in shock, trying to figure out what happened. She apologized and asked if I was okay. Nope, I said, picking myself up and trudging to the bathroom to wash up. When I got back, she was gone. I never heard from her again. I'm not really mm. sure if pee or vomit would be <laughs> yeah, worse. Yeah, which, which
1: bodily fluid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But, like, why? I, people why are, are crazy. She, I wonder if if she did that because she wanted some uh, sympathy from him or some, like, oh, are you okay? And but, so she could be like, oh, oh, I'm feeling sick. or People need I, pills. I don't. I don't know if there's any, Jesus. any other reason.
0: She just really wanted to get out of it. I don't know. People are crazy. These internet stories are funny. Well, yeah. I mean, that's true.
1: That That's a very, that could be like a very extreme way to escape a date that yeah. you don't want to be on anymore.
0: <laughs> I just don't understand why would you do that. You just can't, you just can't say, I'm sorry. I'm not feeling I, I'm this. not feeling I'm like going this. home. But no, I'm going to make myself throw up all over you. For good measure. But then,
1: why was she looking him in the eye and smiling? According to him, I yeah. I you're know. right. People I need don't... Jesus and medication. <laughs> medication. All right. <laughs> the stalker. I started speaking to this guy on Tinder a few months ago. He seemed all right, but not my normal type. Regardless, we started speaking for a couple of days. I didn't realize how stupid I was until now. But I mentioned where I worked. Uh. Then I didn't mention my workplace. I saw a guy walk past that looked a lot like him. I hadn't met him in person, so I wasn't a hundred percent. I forgot about it, and a couple days later, it was quiet in work, but my phone battery was low. I said I'd speak to him later before my phone died. Cue him coming in 10 minutes later with an iPhone charger. Yes, this might have been a nice gesture if you know I'd actually met him face-to-face before him. This was really weird because he said he'd lived on the other side of the city from where I worked. I wanted to cut ties straight away, but I thought I'd return the charger after I finished work. He said he'd be in a bar around the corner, so when I finished, I met up with him, gave him his charger, and made some excuse to go home. To my horror, I saw on his Instagram that he'd taken a smiling selfie earlier in the day with the caption, I'm now a taken man. Winky face. I'd seen him, like, not even twice. To make it even scarier, for a good few weeks, every time I'd finished work, I would see him casually walking past on his own exactly at the time I finished. Really creeped me out for a while.
0: Stalker. That's, what do you do in those situations? It's not like she could leave her work. This is not enough to get it. It's not enough to report. Yeah, Yeah. it's just this is the world we live in, people. Yeah. Well, so lesson learned: don't mention your work. Don't mention anywhere where you live, where you work, who your friends are. No,
1: but that's very complicated. It is, really, because it always comes up for me when I say, like, "Oh, I'm an interpreter." And people's question is usually like, oh, are you a court interpreter or do you interpret for doctors or whatever? I'm like, oh, no, I interpret at a hospital. And then usually they're like, oh, well, what hospital? And so... Yeah, you could get...
0: Yeah. Oh, well, luckily we have security guards at our work, so... (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, number four, the schizophrenic. I needed a date to pass over dinner with my friends. He wore a vest and a newsboy hat, then introduced himself with a bow and a hat flourish. The night only got worse from there. He refused to eat any of the food because, quote-unquote, things on the plate were touching. It was effing soup. And wouldn't <laughs> shut his mouth during the 12 minutes of Seder. When it came time for his train, he purposely missed it so he could stay the night. Ha <laughs> ha. Nope. After a movie with uncomfortable levels of hover boob... What is hoverboob? I don't know. <laughs> I convinced my friend to come with me to drive him to the nearest train station. During the ride, he thought it was the best time to tell me he was a schizophrenic, but didn't take medicine because, quote unquote, it was the devil. He tried to hold my hand, saying that they, they were small and made him feel like a pedophile. A line to get every girl's heart going. <laughs> the night ended with him telling me he was going to shit on the subway and write my name in it. There was no second date.
1: I wonder Mm, why. Yeah. Such a beautiful tribute, though, right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Please, no. Okay.
0: (laughs) Oh, the fake
1: Ugg boots. Mm. Not my story, but my brother's. He lives at home with my mother still. So my brother met a chick on Tinder, took her on a date, ended up bringing her home for the night, and that was that. A few weeks later, my mom went to the backyard and noticed the door to her camper was open. (laughs) There was a bunch of clothes and a pair of fake ugg boots that belonged to this chick. Turns out she had been sneaking into the camper at night, sleeping there and doing drugs. My brother had no idea of this, and my mom called the cops immediately, and it turns out the chick had a warrant out for
0: her arrest. She's still in jail. How creepy for her to be there for weeks not knowing,
1: spending the night, spending the <laughs> squatting night. in the camper like she's crazy
0: if she's a heroin addict you don't know what she's capable of well it didn't say heroin we don't know what kind of drugs okay so yes drugs but, but true. who knows we don't know what she's capable we of. don't know number six turkish guy I met up with this guy I'd been talking to a few weeks. Tall, dark, and handsome, originally from Turkey, world traveler, etc. Anyway, we meet up for sushi and things are going great, tons of stuff in common, and then it was like freaking psycho switch flipped. He started talking about how now that we were going out, I couldn't wear nail polish because he got weirded out holding hands with somebody who wore nail polish and how he wanted to have a daughter but freeze her in time at the age of four so that she'd always be daddy's girl and love him forever and when we got old, we'd have to have sex with the lights off since I'd be wrinkly and unattractive and just went on and on. I literally just sat there, speechless, and tried to get through the date expecting, at the very least, a free meal. But no, no free meal. In fact, more expensive meal. Mm. This guy had the nerve to ask the waitress to split the check when he ordered twice what I had. We paid, I stormed out, and never talked to him again.
1: That is so creepy. And
0: rude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: The freezing your four-year-old daughter—a little creepy. Uh,
0: oh, but but hey, we're gonna have to have sex without the lights on because you're gonna be wrinkly. Never mind, you know. yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Never mind the Viagra he wants that I'll to need to get frozen in time. Hmm. <laughs> okay.
1: So here's a psycho. Finally, started seeing a girl off Tinder. It was going well for about two weeks and thought she was pretty cool. Then things started getting weird. She used to always joke about killing me. Mm. I thought it was okay the first few times, but then it got annoying. I told her to stop, and she kept doing it. I don't know if it's because she thought it was funny, that it freaked me out, or what. Anyways, she told me she has a shotgun in her room. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yikes. Long story short, I told her I didn't want to see her anymore. She didn't like that. For the next three weeks, she's absolutely hounding me. Calls me constantly, shows up at my work, asking for me, keeps coming over to my apartment. She actually knocked on my door for 30 minutes. When I didn't answer, she went around back and started knocking on my bedroom window. Got really
0: concerned for a while, but eventually she gave up. She has a freaking shotgun, and she didn't yeah. take rejection well. This boy better have. You know, some... it's
1: funny, like, cause I wonder how the shotgun thing came up. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like, hey, BT Dobbs. Yeah, my room is where I keep my shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. If you ever hurt me, <laughs> if you ever break up with me. <laughs> Cause yeah, that would be. I polish it every night and I think about how much I love you.
0: <laughs> and remember all those thing, all those times we joked about me killing you. Yeah, don't break up with me, and you'll never have to find out. <laughs> okay, number eight, the beer garden. I met this dude through Facebook. Of all things, as he's a close friend of my cooler older cousins. He lives in a town that's thirty minutes away, and doesn't drive, and neither do I. He, has a friend, drive him to hang out with me all the time and never has a way back home, leaving it up to me to get him home somehow whenever he wears out his welcome. Still, I like the dude okay. We laugh together a lot, etc. Until one time, after we decided that we were quote-unquote official and he should hang out with my friends, so I decided to take him out with me to, to a bar on an outing, our first real date. I'm doing my thing, introducing him to everyone. We're going into the bar for drinks, out to the beer garden to have cigarettes. I've since quit, thankfully. We're dancing around to music and stuff and having a really good time for a while until I dismiss myself for another cigarette. I'm outside for a minute talking to some friends and he comes storming out of the back door to the bar into the beer garden, pushing the door out so hard that it smacks against the wall with a loud crack and just utterly screaming about how I'm ignoring him. When I told him I just expected him to follow me if he wanted to, as he's an adult and can make those decisions, he screamed, I'm not your lapdog! and continues <laughs> crying and screaming at me in front of all of my friends. I try to calm him down the best I can, using a gentle voice and gentle words, but he's just not having it. He exits the beer garden via the alley where there's police patrolling, college town, bar district, etc., and they notice him screaming at me and me following him, trying to get him to calm down. They ask if everything is okay, and he starts screaming to the police. What are you going to do, tough guys? I don't care. Arrest me. My life sucks anyway. As I apologize (laughs) to them, profusely in between attempts to calm him down, they threaten to arrest us, and he just takes off, running to the end of the alley. I go back to the bar, gather the friends that gave us a lift, and we get to the car to go find him. He's in the alley where I'd left him. We get him in the car to take him to my place to calm down and sleep it off, but he keeps screaming at us for quote-unquote kidnapping him and grabbing at my wrists and shoulders violently. Eventually, my friends decided that enough was enough, kicked him out of the car, and just left him there in the middle of a city that was 30 minutes away from his home. I made him take a hoodie so that he wouldn't get cold because I couldn't convince him to get back into the car even if I could. I imagine my friends wouldn't have been too keen to take him anywhere with them anyway. We went home, and my friends consoled me as I was thoroughly upset and just kind of WTFing out. The next day, I got messages from mutual friends, including my cousin, inquiring as to why I'd abandoned him and mistreated him. So I messaged him to ensure that it was clear that I was totally done with it. Really glad that he let the psycho out early so I wasn't too entirely intact when I finally saw it. I still miss that hoodie. Mm-hmm. What a waste of a good hoodie. What a waste. Yeah. Seriously. Well, the fact that he fit it too, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> The neo-Nazi. Mm-mm. He was a lab partner in college.
1: He asked me out. We met for dinner. He locked eyes with me over his salad and told me he thought I was, quote, as beautiful as Hitler's niece. Oh my goodness. quote. I could not look less like her, but okay. He was a little intense and a good deal larger and stronger than I, so I texted a girlfriend to meet me at the bar across the street so I'd have an excuse to run after our date ended. He then described to me how he thought I'd be, quote, exquisite while pregnant, end Mm. quote, and how he'd searched, quote, so long for a woman so compatible with his genes and heritage, end quote, rolling his sleeve up to expose a swastika tattoo. It was then that I excused myself to the ladies' room and noped out the kitchen into the waiting arms of my best friend. I had to change my number. He was so insistent.
0: Um, scary. First of all, the... The exquisite while pregnant comments. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter.
1: Else? My yeah, it does make her sound like she's a meal. But you know what is also funny? It's funny that he says you're as beautiful as Hitler's niece, and this poster knows apparently what Hitler's niece looks like.
0: I, I, and she says, must have looked it up. I could not look less like her. I don't know. <laughs> you know, internet in your palm. She might have looked it up, and who knows. But the the swastika thing, yeah. In I love that she left at the back. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right. Good for her. Right. And it's it's also
1: funny that he's uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> how do you really know if someone's compatible with your genes and your heritage? I, I didn't, she
0: she doesn't she doesn't describe herself, but I assume that he picked her because of she must have been so yeah. Aryan or you know right. very, very blonde, blue eyed. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Right. Um, that's what I understand from Nazism, but who of knows? course. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Um
1: But it, I mean, it's just really funny because if somebody's really compatible with your genes, then you know, they'll make up for what you lack. Right. In your generic
0: compliment oh. versus compatible <laughs> versus yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Clearly he was crazy.
1: Well, yeah. And racist,
0: but... <laughs> and racist. Maybe a little sexist. Probably. Exquisite <laughs> while pregnant? Yeah. Alright, on to number 11. Heroin. I dated someone I met from Tinder for a month. Seemed good on paper, master student, yoga teacher, cultured, etc. Found out she was doing heroin and didn't consider that a big problem. I actually had to explain to her the definition of a high-functioning addict because she felt that having a job and going to school meant that heroin thing wasn't a problem. We broke up and she went back to her junkie ex-boyfriend. Bullet dodged. Edit, lol, all the people private messaging me trying to confirm if I was simultaneously dating their own shitty girlfriend. If you find yourself wondering if I'm describing your girlfriend, you should just break up with her. Immediately. <laughs> but seriously. That's the kicker.
1: Seriously. Are there that many people that have girlfriends that, that are- That they
0: suspect are heroin addicts secretly or- Secretly doing heroin. Or they know is doing heroin. That are functional addicts. Yeah, you probably shouldn't- Yeah, that- Go seek help for them. If you really yes. care for them, maybe rehab. Perhaps. Maybe something. Yes.
1: All right. Adderall. Adderall. I love uh, this one. I took a really pretty girl out on a date. She was 18. I was 22. I'm pretty well known in my small town, so she knew me as a friend of a friend. When I picked her up, the plan was to go to dinner, then back to her brother's place who was out of town at the time. When I picked her up, she barely spoke to me. I take her to dinner. She orders the most expensive thing on the menu. We go to her brother's. I initiate making out for all of five minutes, and she uncomfortably asked me to take her home. Never spoke to me again. Now... Why was this weird? Yeah, why was that weird? It sounds nice. Yeah, sure. I mean, it sounds just like a mediocre middle of the road date. My friend, knowing I wasn't prepared to take a hot girl out, gave me Adderall to take (laughs) beforehand. I'd never taken it, but he assured me it would make me feel more confident. I popped three of the immediate Uh. release pills with a Red Bull 20 minutes before I picked her up. I didn't know why she never called me, but our mutual friend basically said the date went like this in her words. He picked me up and did not let me get a word in. At all. He then takes me to an expensive restaurant and doesn't order anything but water, which makes me think he is broke but trying to impress me. Not true. I just wasn't hungry. At all. We then go to my brother's house. He picks a horror movie, which I had already told him I didn't like and before the previews are over, he was kissing me with a mouth drier than desert sand. Uh. To summarize, I took a bunch of Adderall, not realizing the extent to which I would speed my balls off on my first date with a hot girl, came off as cheapo creepo, never heard from her again.
0: Oh man! What I love about this is the different perspectives. Mmm, I
1: love it of just how radically different. And I love that he came to see her side. Yes,
0: and he realized that maybe popping three immediate release Adderalls <sighs> with, with Red a Bull. Red Bull <laughs> was probably not the best choice. So
1: not the best way. There are probably other ways to ways relax boost your yeah. confidence. Yeah. You know, some wine. give yourself a
0: pep talk. Give <laughs> Watch an inspiring <laughs> TED Talk. Yeah, totally. Yeah, don't do that. Drugs in Red Bull never works. Okay, the big number 13. It's just a funny, whoops, incident, but here we go. Got a Tinder notification on my phone. Realized I don't have Tinder and was holding my girlfriend's phone. Wah, wah. And mic drop. Yeah. That's over and over. That's definitely a horror story, though. That sucks. Yeah. So those were 13 of some of our favorites. There were definitely ones where There's definitely way more. Than way that. way 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 more. If you I'm sure all of you have <laughs> heard of Tinder horror stories or just dating horror stories. Let's be honest. <laughs> or having or have had your own. Mm. Uh we picked some of the more innocuous ones. We <laughs> uh there were definitely ones that were a lot more graphic and Sexual and and also a lot more sad and a lot more sad. But yeah. there was one that was really really sweet. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do one where we should do one where we have people that have met online that actually and have it's actually had... working out. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Because as you all know, we are proponents of meeting anybody anywhere. Basically, <laughs> it's really about what you do after, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you can meet somebody at a bar or a church, in yeah, or on or in a dark alley or. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you said anywhere. Well, I'm, You know, maybe it's uh the garbage man in a dark <laughs> alley. And he's just doing his job. And uh, yeah. And he, <laughs> and he has a beautiful face. And he has <laughs> a beautiful face. More wine. So we picked out a few choice proverbs that speak to the bad side of dating, or specifically dating online as it pertains to these horror stories. We just thought they were really funny. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, pro- but Proverbs is full of lots of wisdom, you know? Yeah. God knows what he's That's talking about. That's why it's about. there. Yeah, so, <laughs> Proverbs 18 <laughs> has a lot of good ones, so I'll just read all of them at once, but this is 18.2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Mm. Yeah, like the chef. That's relevant. hmm Proverbs 18.6. A fool's lips walk into a fight, and his mouth invites a beating. <laughs> uh-huh. But please, please do not actually beat the mouths of fools yeah no no no, we don't but
1: it's true his mouth invites a <laughs> beating sometimes you just want to slap someone seriously
0: proverbs 18 7 a fool's mouth is his ruin and his lips are a snare to his soul mm. yeah so like in that last story about adderall yeah you know he just yeah. he didn't know he didn't know and he it, talked non-stop and it was definitely a snare to his soul yeah and to any second date mm. mm-hmm um and then our last one is Proverbs 14:16. One who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless.
1: Wise words. Wise Ooh. words. Don't rem- don't be reckless and careless Mm-mm. on your dates. But we also wanted to have a positive verse yes. uh, that doesn't just warn about all of the bad things that can happen when you try to involve fools in your life.
0: Although you don't try to involve, right? Well, in okay. Way. All the
1: things that can happen when you inadvertently involve a fool <laughs> mm-hmm. in your life,
0: dating is and almost to... exactly the same thing. <laughs> or and
1: or how to identify a fool? Right. Yes, yes. Okay, so this is from Second Timothy one six to fourteen. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control. Self-control. Power and love and self-control. That's all it's about. Mm. You know. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, mm. and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, Mm. and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day which has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you.
0: Yeah, so I know that that whole episode, this whole episode was, you know, demoralizing, funny. (laughs) Yes, demoralizing. (laughs) But there is hope. There is hope in how we conduct ourselves, especially as believers. We do have a hope in us. And, you know, this is another episode for later on. But, you know, we are in continual dialogue about what it means to be single and how um, we can be used of God even so. And... Even in our marriages, in all of our relationships, uh, it's, it is not hopeless. Yeah.
1: And it is amazing, you know, when you think about uh, the power and love and Mm self-control. If you think about approaching dating that way, Mm -hmm. um, instead of, you know, because so many of these horror stories that we were reading, so many of them were, Like, well, there was a red flag here, or I had that gut feeling there, or
0: they said something that
1: was obviously crazy, Mm -hmm. but I still went forward anyway.
0: You're reading some, like, more overtly sexual ones. Yeah. Like, hey, I totally knew that this person was crazy, but I wanted to hook up anyway because... But
1: I had expected to,
0: or, you know, whatever. That's no way. That's Mm. no way to do relationship.
1: Yeah. It's kind of always going to be bad news if you're like, oh, that's a red flag, but yeah so yeah if you if you go into a date thinking power love and self-control yeah
0: yeah self-control being the operative (laughs) word there because let's face it yeah we need more self-control in our Mm, in our dating world that is true all right well, if you have
1: questions, comments, or feedback, or your own dating horror story, please email us at fishersofmenpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on our website, fishersofmenpodcast.com. We're also on Facebook under Fishers of Men and on Twitter as at LA Gone Fishing. And Instagram. And, and Instagram. As Fishers of Men Podcast. Underscores in between everything. Yep. Yes. So, pl- also, please rate and make comments on iTunes. It's really important so that other people can discover our podcast and we can get
0: the word out. Yes. I'm Lars Samara. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. This has been a special edition of our special podcast. Special Halloween edition. Halloween. Anyway, until next time, keep swimming. <laughs>